Hello and good afternoon. This is Diane Johnson with Senior Matters, and it's the second Wednesday of the month. And what does that mean to us? But it's the second Wednesday of the month in February, and we've got a lot of love in the air. If you were listening a few minutes ago, you heard the songs of the birds. And what is that all about? It's the coming of spring. It is life. And it is beautiful out there. Still beautiful. It'll be getting green. We will see more water flowing in our rivers. We'll see the leaves turning green and the flowers in bloom, and the birds will continue to sing. Step outside. Take a moment. Be quiet. Look to your best view. Stop. And be in that moment and enjoy whether it's a trickling of the water that you hear, the snow melting around your cold feet. But there's beauty in everything around us. Enjoy. Live it up. Your seniors, let's get going, everybody. We'll dance to the music. Hey, did you dance to your music? Well, I'll tell you what we've got going this afternoon with Senior Matters. I have a long-time friend, almost since I moved to the Valley in 2006. And I met her at work. Many of you know her because of her involvement in the Roaring Fork Valley, Garfield County, and with the senior programs. And Judy Martin, welcome. Thank you, Diane. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. Came through the door, and I, you know, I looked puzzled because I had a low, low blood sugar before I came here. So I was putting my brain together with sugar. And I looked at my calendar when I was here in the studio, and I thought, did I goof up? Judy's always on time, but I knew that she was had appointments all over, and she had commitments, and she wasn't too sure if she would be able to lo- leave her last 4 o'clock commitment. And Greg and I are looking. I know, you looked a little panicky. I'm sorry, it's... Can you believe the traffic now in town? I mean, just coming from Glenwood up to here, it took me 28 minutes. Do you think a lot of that traffic is the skiers and the the holidayers? I'm just going to tell you it's all day long on Grand Avenue in Glenwood. I don't know when it's not um, quiet and no traffic anymore. I mean, it's all day long that I see that. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I and what when we were talking before to kind of come up here, I said, I've just got a bunch of stuff that I'd like to say about upcoming events by yeah. different agencies because I think it's kind of important for us all to be kind of hooked in 
and knowledgeable about what is going on. I agree. I agree. And that's why you are a good guest. Because not only do you have your nose right where it's supposed to be with seniors, but you're a me- it's community. This is our home. This is our community. We walk out the door, take a deep breath, and we're home. Well, and what I found in this job, because I've been now in this job for 15 years at working for Garfield County in their senior programs, is that for the first time in any job that I've had anywhere, and I've lived many places throughout the country, I have a community, and it's the community of seniors, because I can go in any community in Garfield County, and I will know someone, and they will open their arms to me and share information with me. So I think my job is to share that information back with folks. Um, and there's one from our department that I'm kind of, there's been, at our lunch sites, it's like the number one topic that people come up and ask me about. It's about the SNAP program. And that that's used to be food stamps. Okay. Because what happened is um, the federal government has ended the pandemic. And they did that in the congressional action, um, the omnibus bill. Um, and so that folks have been getting the maximum award for two and a half years. So most people have been getting like over $200 in food stamps or SNAPs every month. It's going to go back to what they used to get. For a lot of our seniors, that was $16 a month. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Yes. no, no, no. Yes, it's going back. The lowest it can be now is they've raised it to 23 But it is going back as of March 1st to what you used to get. But for those that were good shoppers, because we have seniors who know how to budget, they did not use all their money each month. So they have money on the card. And the big question today was, are they going to take the money back? They will in six months. So you have until September to use it. So use your money. Okay. But I just want people to know that it's not something that our office or even the state has said that they would do. Um, It is actually coming from the federal government. Aha. Uh-huh. And speaking of government, uh, do a quickie. Um, I listened to President Biden's speech mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he brought up seniors, I had a smile on my face. I thought, okay, make this something important for us to listen to. Make points about how the federal government cares for the American community of seniors. And I felt good. Good. I felt good that there were things that, and maybe I haven't listened to president's speeches for a long time, and I listened to his. Well, I think the other thing is that right now, we're all, we've all had to tighten our, bu- our buckles and tighten our purses because of the inflation. And, and just, gosh, just go to a grocery store. Like the other day, I bought eggs. I bought 18 eggs and it was over $6. <laughs> I'm like, what? These used to be, you know, like 69 for a dozen. Loaf of bread, $5. Right. So that Regular is- bread. So we're hitting a lot of those things. And the folks who are usually on the most fixed incomes tend to be folks who are on living on Social Security, SSI, SSDI. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that for them, 
it's really important to pay attention to politics because when they start looking at how can we cut budgets at the federal level, they oftentimes look at Medicare, Medicaid, Medicaid. Social Security. And so that for a long time, those pots were protected and said, no, you're not touching those. I don't know how long we can do that. The other thing that's coming into play is that, you know, we've now got an we are flipping the population age-wise. You know, it used to be we had a lot more kids than we had seniors. Now we've got, we're getting more seniors than we have kids. Right. <laughs> and so that more people are, are in those pots of money. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those things where I think it's important for seniors to really pay attention to what's happening out at the state as well as at the federal level as to what might be happening. I, I agree, and I agree that a lot of us just float along. You know, we do our jobs, we go out there and work, and we have families, and it comes time for retirement. If you have retirement benefits, if you've been in a a family where you had all of that support and your income went to it, many of us are just living off of just I shouldn't say just. Many of us are living off Social Security. Exactly. And here I am, part of that. You know, it's only Social Security that covers my life. And there are areas of community support that help me cut my expenses. And part of that is with the senior programs and with Lift Up. I think that we have really great linkages in our community if people know that they exist. Because I'm going to tell you that one of the programs that we worked with Lift Up this year, and actually it's probably been about a year and a half now, is the Everyday Eat boxes, which are commodity boxes for folks who we've been gearing them towards senior at our senior lunches or those who are disabled living in senior housing. Um, where once a month, usually the second week of the month, Uh they get a box of commodities, and they also get that lovely government cheese. Who knew that was so popular? But it really is. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, people want the boxes for the cheese. but um, Because we just delivered those up at the Carbondale Lunch today. Mm -hmm. Um, And for some folks, like when I'm talking to folks about what's happening with SNAPs, I'm like, you know, if you need to get back on. We had some people who said, I can't use all this food in a month. Can I get it like every other month? And yes, you can. Um, so if anybody needs to get signed up for Everyday Eats, please call me on my cell phone, 970-456-2295. I have the applications. I can fill them out and get them down to PJ at LiftUp because it's, I think it's a great resource for folks. Plus, LiftUp really does a really great job where they were doing the distributions at two times Um, different times during the week at different locations so that before it used to be like only during the day and now they've got Mm -hmm. some evenings or Saturdays Mm -hmm. so it's making the need the need is there it's a greater need and um, uh, thank goodness COVID is on the way out because I think it will help us get into a healthier state of mind Mm -hmm get it linked back into our life routine don't fear walking out the door right i mean what we noticed is and i think we're a rarity around the state because when i'm talking to other nutrition directors running the same kind of congregate meal programs 
or Meals on Wheels programs. Um, I only run congregate because thank goodness for Valley Meals and more to do meals and here in Carbondale. And, or Carbondale. I get four meals a week from Valley Meals and more. Thank you, community restaurant members. Thank you for your donations. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody, for knowing that this is a need. And Mary, thank you. Exactly, and then down on the other part of the county from Newcastle down to Battle and Mesa, it all comes through Grand River Hospital. So we've got the county kind of somewhat covered, and then we're doing our congregate meals five days a week somewhere in the county. So for Carbondale, please join us on Wednesdays at um, the Orchard Church. We had a blast today. We celebrated Valentine's Day and had firemen serve us, which is always a, a blessing. Um, but the other thing is, one of our volunteers, Regina, went out and bought these, I don't, they're, they're called poppets, where you have to hit it, and then it, they, they turn into ornaments, and they were a little hearts for people. Oh, I mean, how adorable. They make wonderful noises <laughs> throughout the lunch where people were hitting on things. But it was just so much fun. We were laughing all the time. Of course. So, of course. And I think that's kind of like what we try to do at our meal sites is um, we just need reservations, and we're now using Alan Koshkish as our chef, and he's just been doing a wonderful job for the meal sites in Glenwood and Carbondale. Um, so it's kind of working all of those things together. But I think that you know we just need to kind of build that community. Um, people are coming out. Our numbers at our meal sites are growing, where a lot of other places throughout the state, they're still doing more on the, uh, the home delivered. People don't aren't coming out. We're noticing it on all at once. Traveler is over, um, you know, nine hundred rides for a month. That took us a long time. Nine hundred rides a month right now. Yeah, it took. This us is a, when it took us a while to get there. I mean, I'm just going to tell you because it really dropped down with the pandemic because they told you all to stay home, <laughs> and, well, people, uh, and people did it. Um, so we're trying to like. We're planning our caregiver conference this year, and we're doing three months where we're actually going to do it virtually mm -hmm. um, via Zoom. And then we're going to do our big event um, on June 15th at the community center in Glenwood where we have Kim Moody coming in and talking. Um, but we really had to mull over how do we do this. And, how, and like right now we were having our planning meeting this morning and said, how many people do you think are going to show up? <laughs> And, you know, in the past, we used to have, like, you know, 100 to 120, and I'm not certain we're anywhere near there, but I'm kind of hoping that we're um, going to have people show up in person. But we're really trying this time to work on um, doing caregiving for somebody who is um, at the latter phase of their life. And, and may, actually, may I respond to that? Sure. Uh, how are you going to assist with that oh we have well we're we're having a we're having a panel discussion the very first one we're holding on march 16th from 10 to 11 i'm going to be on that panel we have a a person who is been a professional caregiver and we have a person who is has a son who is disabled and is, she is taking care of them now i've done that with my family um, and i've gone through the death process with three of them so far I'm hoping I never have to do that again with family, but you never know. <laughs> um, and so we're writing the unwritten rules of um, caregiving. So we're going to actually tell you how we have coped with it, what worked for us, what we didn't. 
The next one is the caregiver role transition where we're going to be using Dr. Claire Rummel is going to come in and talk about how do you do the change and how do you how do you help that person accept where they're at in their life and then also realize what you can do and what you can't and where you need to reach out for help. And I hear everything that you're saying and I've been there as a professional mm-hmm. caregiver and in the health field for many years um and i think the thing that teaching family members how to be the caregiver and what to address in the needs and some of the things that i saw, saw hurt me mm-hmm. they weren't directed at me had nothing to do with me, but the family members do not know how to communicate easily with that person in the last stages of their life. No, because there's their kind. And the other thing is that it's all this unknown, because in our culture we don't talk about death very often. Not at all. And so that when somebody is in the process of dying. Nobody kind of, you don't want to really face it. I just remember the first time with the hospice nurse with my father where she said, he's, he's going into the final phase. And my family and I looked at each other and we said, we don't know what that means. We don't know exactly. <laughs> and so it's actually asking the questions and having somebody tell their, their heart is slowing down, their body mm-hmm. is doing this mm-hmm. and that. And so that you could actually see it. And then it's like, oh, okay. So how do we make him most comfortable? What can we do to make that better? Um, and also to realize that for each of us, what our limits are, mm-hmm. and just say, I got to walk out of the room right mm-hmm. now. I need 10 minutes mm-hmm. alone, and that it's perfectly fine to do that. It is. Uh, and having experienced family, watching families go through this with their loved ones, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you learn from it. The one thing that I saw exciting. Mm-hmm. In the news, the Sopra Sun, about our new doula, 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 doula. I the got death, it. The death doula. We're having a death doula do that. She's doing the presentation um, in um, in May. Um, Amanda. It's on this. It's in the Sopra Sun. It's an incredible article. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. For us to be able to open in our eyes and listen to her experiences because we need to be taught. My children need to be taught. It's kind of like it's those conversations that usually I can tell you in my family have happened when my father died. So we had to we had to change things because mm-hmm. everything was in his name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you're married to my mother. Where is her name on any of this? Those are beginnings. <laughs> those, kind those. Of the, those kind of paperwork things are the beginning, and then you have the actual discussion. Once you have somebody who dies in your family, you usually say, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do, you, do you want a funeral? Do you want a mass? Do you want religion? Do you not want religion? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want around you? How do we do that? I, you know, I'm thinking it starts with us. It doesn't, as a rule, start. It doesn't start with the kids, Mm-mm. as a rule. Mm-mm. Period. Unless one is the power or medical, and then it, they're connected more. But we have to initiate it. We have to help them come. Th- 
that's the way I feel. I have to help my children through the phases of my decline. And they've been a witness to it. They have been concerned. And I know there are many seniors out there who do have health issues. You know, that could one moment turn us off. I think the other thing is that people have to realize that um, we all change over time. Mm -hmm. And so that sharing those changes with another person is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing to have the conversation and to realize that the the thing I hear from my seniors all the time is I don't want to tell my family that I fell because they'll, they'll put me somewhere. And I'm like, but honey, if you're already falling, there's a problem. There's mm-hmm. an issue already. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it means you need to go to PT to strengthen so that you won't fall. Exactly. It, could, it doesn't mean you have to go to a home. Yep. No, it doesn't. It just means that we seniors need to pay attention, be honest with ourselves, and be all that we can be. Right. Right. And that... Reaching out and asking for help is actually, I think, one of the... Do you not like helping people? Because I really do. All my life. All my life. I can tell you that I still hesitate to ask for the help. Yeah. And I really am trying. That is my, that's my goal this year, is to be better at asking when I need help. All right. Uh, boy, uh, there's another part of this that I, it triggers into my head. I've been independent for a long time, you know, and had to take care of myself. Uh, and so here I am, 82, whoops, next month, 83. And I now have to have professional help mm-hmm. because of what my body has gone through with accidents, with my diabetes, and I feel okay. Um, I feel okay with the team of support that mm-hmm. I have, the caregivers. Thank you, you wonderful people in my life. And thank you for Medicaid, because Medicaid is covering this type of private home health care for me. It's not coming out of my pocket. Thank you. And that really helps people. I mean, I know there's eligibility as to how to be eligible for that, but I think the problem is that a lot of times people are so afraid to say that I need the help. Agreed. And, and, or, and they wait so long. Because what I see a lot of times is people will say, oh, well, maybe I could go, I could live in senior housing. And I'm like, can you cook your own meals? Can mm-hmm. you take your own meds? And they'll go, mm-hmm. no. And I said, you can't go to senior housing. Now, I'm in senior and, ho- unless you, you have Unless you have an aide to help you. Because otherwise, they're expecting you to be able to take care of yourself yeah. there. You may need to be looking at assisted living instead. And then that fear. And I'm like, I'm just going to tell you, that's why it's better to ask for help in the beginning rather than wait. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's another factor involved in this, too. Uh, I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. And being an independent woman for a long time, it's kind of hard to let go of that. But now I have learned that I can. Well, and the other thing is the person who gives you the care 
feels good about helping somebody, mm -hmm. you feel good because you can actually maintain your independence and stay in your home. Yeah. Um, so it's really like a win-win. So yeah. instead of seeing somebody as this other person, I always say they're part of your team because you'll let the team in. <laughs> Speaking of team uh, listeners, Judy Martin Garfield County Senior Programs. This lady has been involved in senior programs, involved in our community, helping us personally, serving us lunches, carrying out the trash. You know I'm not alone in doing that because I, I know you're not. I got a Debbie and Leanne are amazing staff people, and yeah. to be honest with you, we wouldn't be able to run any of our programs without the number of volunteers that we have. Speaking of that key strong word, volunteers. Again, your telephone number most important. Okay, the cell phone is nine seven zero four five six two two nine five, or you can always reach me by email. And I'm going to tell you, I have an odd email because I'm not the only Jay Martin working for the county. <laughs> I'll let you no figure kidding. out who that is. Yeah, I know okay. who that it's, is. It's, it's J-U-Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, at Garfield-County.com. Um, I give you my cell phone number because we know that inside the Department of Human Services, you have to add an extension, and people can't have a problem with that yeah so challenging challenging so yeah yeah but i'm going to tell you like other resources for you to look at like you're mentioning volunteers high country volunteers is now really on the website where you can actually look at what jobs are available if you want to volunteer and sign up that way which is really great um, get out of the house get out this of the is what i wanted judy mm -hmm. to bring forth mm -hmm. the the volunteers and the needs for this to happen in our community i'm going to tell you like when we came back to doing the lunches the a lot of the volunteers that we had before some came back most did not we got all kinds of new volunteers it is so much fun with the new energy <gasps> guess what we're done <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that, Judy? I'm looking at the clock and Greg is standing behind me. I think that might be Greg so, coming in told me it's time. Do you heard that? The boss says we have one minute. Garfield County Senior Programs. Hard copy newsletter called The Connection. Get online with Garfield County Senior Programs. Have them sign you up to watch it on your tube mm -hmm. or a hard copy. Also, save paper. Mm -hmm. you thank, know. thank you. Thank you, Judy Martin. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the beautiful onset of spring and listen to the birds. You want me to talk more? Guess what? I don't hear any birds in the studio. I could take the microphone outside, but that wouldn't work because the whole room would have to go with me. And then I would really be in trouble. So, listening to KDNK 88.1, serving the Roaring Fork Valley and beyond.